Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about the follow-up to the absolutely fun action movie. I am talking about Extraction 2. Just hit Netflix. Uh, came out this year, obviously 2023. Directed by Sam Hargrave. Uh, written by Joe Russo, uh, Andrew, Andre Parks, and Anthony Russo. The Russo Brothers. Uh, starring Chris Hemsworth. Uh, as well as many others. It's uh, Idris Elba shows up in this movie as well. Uh, a great movie. I absolutely loved the first uh, the first Extraction movie. Such a fun action movie. A lot of great fight scenes. A lot of uh, like intense moments. A lot of like a long takes. There's there's some there's an amazing long take that takes place in the first film that I absolutely loved. Uh, but Extraction Two, after barely surviving his his uh, gr grievous grievous wounds from his mission in uh, Dhaka, Bangladesh, Tyler Rake is back and his team is ready to take on their next mission. As I said, I was a huge fan of the first movie. I was really hoping that they would do more the way they ended the first film. It was mildly ambiguous. Uh, you don't, don't actually see Tyler Rake, which the worst part, I would say, about this these movies is that uh, Chris Hemsworth's character is Tyler Rake. Like, aside from Tyler Durden, Tyler's not necessarily a name of somebody that i would assume to be this type of a character the only tyler's i the title what i think of when i hear the name tyler by the way i don't even know anybody named tyler uh so apologies to anybody out there who is named tyler but it's it feels like a name of somebody that would go that plays golf right their parents have money they live in a gated community he has his golfing outfit goes out with his golfing buddies that's what I think of when I hear Tyler. Wears polo shirts a lot of the time. Maybe mildly racist. I don't know. But uh, kind of a, a strange name, in my opinion, for this, this action hero guy. But regardless, still a great movie. And I rewatched the first film in preparation for this. It had been a while. I remember really liking it. I did a review of that movie whenever it came out a few years ago. And uh, was excited, hoping that they would make another one. Thankfully, they did. I really enjoy this. And in this movie, it feels like they're setting up for it to be a franchise. Really kind of solidifying his crew in some ways. Which isn't really much of a crew as it is uh, uh, him and his sidekick now. The woman that uh, Nick uh, in this film. Right? Nick? Yeah. Nick Khan. So, 
I enjoyed this movie. I did enjoy this movie. There are aspects of this movie I feel didn't necessarily work as much as they did in the first movie. That's, I mean, in this movie, they're definitely trying to do some of the same things that they did in the first movie. Like a long action set piece made to look like a single shot, uh, as is in the first movie. A very intense action set piece of Rake and the person he's trying to extract going through an apartment complex. There's a car chase. The camera's going in the car, out of the car. It's amazing. It is an amazing action set piece that just keeps going on and on and on and they try to do that in this they they do that in this movie as well uh but it takes place in a prison it's it's the they're extracting people out of a prison and uh it it's not as exciting necessarily definitely gets better towards the end of that set piece but it it almost felt like they were just doing it because they did it in the first one whereas it just it just didn't it didn't hit the same way as it did in the first film and but despite that despite some of the moments in the beginning of this film feeling like they're just trying to do the same type of beats that they did in the first film i think this movie ends up being just as good as the first movie and uh amazing so i highly recommend it if it's i would say this is probably one of my aside from like maybe a john wick or mission impossible type of a franchise i would say this is probably one of my favorite action franchises going right now uh by far my favorite chris hemsworth character far more than thor which i only really like partially enjoy that character in the marvel films not a big fan of his the movies featuring Thor, the Thor film aside from like Ragnarok, was kind of fun. But uh, so definitely a character way better than that Spiderhead movie that he was in, which I just I felt was absolute garbage. Um, but this I think he's badass as as Rake, and the action is amazing. They're doing really interesting things, as in addition to the long action set piece takes. Um, and also, this movie definitely had more CG, which is kind of a bummer. Like, there's a lot of stunts. It felt like a lot of the stunts were done by stunt people in the first one, where there's a lot of things that happen that are clearly CG, but which is always a bummer. But they they definitely stepped up in a lot of ways, uh, in a good way, I would say, in this movie. So, I enjoyed all that. And I would say by far the best action franchise in Netflix. I mean, they've had The Gray Man. I actually kind of enjoyed The Gray Man far more than I enjoyed Red Notice, which apparently Red Notice was very successful, and they're going to be doing more of those. Uh, Red Notice just kind of highlighted how not great of an actor The Rock is and just how kind of nothing Gal Gadot is. Uh, so not a fan of Red Notice kind of enjoyed the gray man definitely some visually exciting moments in the gray man the name is a little little kind of uh boring but by far extraction my favorite netflix action series for sure or movie franchise
So all that stuff, really enjoyed. I highly recommend if you're looking for a good action movie. Uh, and as I said, I did rewatch the first film just to because I remember liking it. I remember being excited at the possibility of a sequel. I was really hoping there would be a sequel. So when I saw this was coming out, the sequel, I was excited to see it uh, and wanted a refresher. You know, see, I remember liking it, but I wanted to like, why did I like it? And of course, hand to hand stuff is great. The camera moving to capture the action moments. I, I thought the way the fight scenes are filmed in the first movie are so good. So good. The camera work in the first movie is so good. And I don't necessarily think this one's worse. It's just not. It's visually not as exciting. I mean, even the location is very kind of, you know, it's snowing. I think it's like in Russia or somewhere around that area. Snowing, a lot of grays, a lot of like just kind of very toned down where the previous film was more like deserty, like kind of India adjacent type of. Uh, I don't know exactly where Bangladesh is. That India, it's showing my ignorance. But I just visually, I thought the first movie was better from the color palette to the action set pieces. Um, just a lot of it. But this one does some interesting stuff. I just think the location of it is just kind of everything. Kind of looked. I don't know how to explain it. Like everything's cement and it's just like, I don't know. It just wasn't as visually exciting, I would say. But still some amazing action set pieces in this movie. The In the first film, the super long car chase, right? You have this car chase where the camera's going inside the car, outside of the car. You have then it going through an entire apartment complex, jumping to different rooftops, back down to the street, more hand-to-hand -hand fighting, people getting hit by cars back and forth, right? Cameras still following along with the action as, you know, Rake and the person he's extracting the first movie get in a truck, and it, like, ends with the truck blowing up. Very similar type of a thing in the sequel as well. But that action set piece in the first film was, like, mind-blowing. It was, like, whole. it was so good. And trying to capture that magic again, I don't think they did. But there's still a lot of great moments in this in this sequel. The end of the first movie is really great too. Uh, you have his his woman partner Nick killing the bad guy in the first one. Right after the very end of the first one, where the boy who's is was extracted and survives, he's going swimming. And you see him like kind of meditating at the bottom of the pool like Rake did at the, in, in the beginning of that movie. And when he comes out looking in the direction of what we assume to be Rake, but you can't see he's blurry. So it's like ambiguous whether he actually survived. Um, but it clearly it, it felt kind of more obvious than I think some people thought it was uh, you know, I don't know. I loved it. Loved the first one. Right. And this second movie, the sequel, shows him how he survives. Right. His crew kind of pulling him out of the river. Um, him, like, kind of recuperating in a coma. So it kind of is a nice continuation of the first movie. It's not just like, hey, he's better now. 
like it actually takes the time to show him recouping and like from a coma then when he wakes up and you know starts to rehab and struggle and trying to like it kind of like thinking he's going to retire they even get him a house all these things but then but then he gets you know he gets hired to do another extraction right Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about are you a fan of art, movies, and all things entertainment? Then you need to check out youtube.com slash inspired disorder. Our page is jam-packed with all kinds of great content, including making of videos of the many faces and ongoing art series of abstract ink paintings. But that's not all. We also feature daily episodes from the Ray Taylor Show, a podcast that brings you movie reviews, TV show reviews, episode recaps, opinion on news and entertainment and much more there's also a weekly diary and top five movie rankings of a variety of categories and if that wasn't enough we've also got how-to videos covering all kinds of topics so why wait head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and start exploring the amazing content we have to offer and now back to the show and there are some dumps i guess I guess I'm just going to get into spoilers. Should I? I think I should just get into spoilers. I mean, this there's a lot of great action set pieces, I should say. I do want to talk about specifics of this movie. Uh, the specific action set pieces. Idris Elba shows up in this movie as kind of like a handler type of a character. The guy who's hiring uh, Tyler and uh, his crew to do this extraction and then setting up for like hey we've got more jobs for you at the end of this one so i'm excited that it's kind of also adding some kind of infrastructure to the the franchise to make it so it can keep going on i appreciate that as well but there's aspects of this i didn't like there's aspects of it i really did like so i do want to get into spoilers this is a great fun action movie uh and uh, so such a simple premise like oh he's being hired to extract people and in every extraction he is faced with constant threats of people not wanting to him to extract the person and then you have the story of why of the people that he's why these people are being extracted not as necessary not as uh not a, as big of a part of the movie right but setting it up enough to where Okay, you, you're seeing the the motivations that these people have. So I think it, it's solid across the board, but I think it definitely this is a franchise that excels with doing action sequences that are interesting, fun, new, which is kind of tough to do new action set pieces in in a world where we have John Wick, in a world where we have like all kinds of superheroes. Obviously, the the whole all the action movies from the 90s uh everything that jackie chan has done it's like it's like hard to come up with inventive and new ways to shoot action and i think this movie does a great job at really packing in the action the fight choreography it is just like the pacing is just like non-stop which i love it i love the non-stop action ride this one i think goes strays off the pass path a little bit as far as believability with some of the things that happen but i'll get into that in spoilers so spoilers from here on out you've been warned so like i said 
the so he's extracting the this family that's in a prison so this guy is in a prison and he made a deal to have his family with him in a prison which seems like a horrible deal for his family and is the reason those are the people that rake is going to extract this family because apparently rake's ex-wife is sisters with the wife of this this evil guy which is kind of crazy like having to like having that kind of connection in order to i mean it, it doesn't i don't know it seems like a lot of unnecessary stuff but it it, we do because of that we do get to learn more about rake's previous life obviously that he was married at one point the kid that he envisions in the first one we get more of that story in this movie so because of that connection with his ex-wife and this person uh it allows us to learn more about her so i guess that it it justifies itself so they're in the prison which just seems ridiculous Right there, somehow they've made it so the family is in there, and he's got like a young daughter and like a teenage boy, and then his wife, and it's like they're not. It's not like they're in a cushy prison, like they're still in a prison, but his family's there with them, and his sentence is being extended another ten years or whatever. Inside the prison, they have slap fights, which is just ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. It, it's this whole slap fight thing that that seems to have like gotten popular in the past few years, especially with Dana White purchasing this slap fight competition or whatever. It just seems like a ridiculous. Like it takes all kind of technique out of just people getting concussions, right? As opposed to like mixed martial arts or boxing, where you actually have to learn skill, a lot more skill than just to stand in front of somebody and slap them until somebody gets knocked till somebody receives enough brain damage to pass out right and just absolutely stupid uh but they're for some reason in this prison they do slap fights which is dumb didn't like that i do like that they showed the recovery of tyler rake going through rehab Right. Like he doesn't just wake up from a coma and he's ready to go. He's like he's not action Jackson. Right. When he wakes up from the coma. I like the kind of grounded aspect of that. Uh, them getting him set up in a, a house in Austria to like so he's away from everything so he can rehab. Just like quote unquote retire. Then Idris Elba coming to, to hire him. I like love Idris Elba wherever he shows up. I enjoy him. Him in this is kind of cool. Right. He's. The handler, he's the guy that's hiring him and then comes at the end of the movie, is is there again to, like, gets him out of prison and the his partner out of prison to do another job. But when he extracts this family, they're annoying. The, the reason the family is in the prison doesn't entirely make a whole lot of sense. Uh, and when they get extracted, these kids... It just the girl has a toy that makes sounds for some reason. Obviously, it's you know gives away their position at one point when she drops it. The boy constantly complaining about being pushed around. Uh, you know when he's like 
he's being extracted from a prison that he doesn't want to be in, by the way. But he's complaining that the guy who is risking his life to get him, him and his family out of this prison is like pushing him out of the way or guiding him to where he needs to go to get out of this prison. It's just like not the time to be a, a little whiny brat, I would say. So annoying, this kid, obviously this kid makes a lot of bad decisions in this movie. They go into a room that's full of guys, and it's the thing that you see in action movies, and you don't see it ne necessarily as much as you used to. Definitely an action movie trope of the 90s, especially in like martial arts films where people take turns, right? You have one guy in there with a gun, and it's full of like 20 guys, 20 other guys. And they are taking turns trying to get the gun away from him. Instead of just mobbing him, they're taking turns. There are moments where they do mob him. And then that opens up into like a bigger, when they get into the kind of, the more, the yard, I guess, in the prison. And there's just like fights breaking out all around that that finally makes that this that whole one shot in this movie doesn't get interesting until they get it out into the yard because it's just in the first movie you have them going through these apartments and things like that there's like visually there's a lot of different and interesting things they're going in and out of whereas this they're just going through corridors of a prison so it's like oh just empty cement hallways it's just very visually just very like bland i would say in this movie so by the end of that one take i think it gets more exciting especially once they get out of the prison in the yard the fight scenes are pretty great uh the when the husband tries to stop them and you have rake fighting the husband tearing his splitting his hand like the visual of people getting their hand like split like a hot dog that's been in the microwave too long is a visual i've seen in a lot of movies recently i think the most recent was men where there's a guy many characters in that have their hand split down the middle but it's like a visual i've seen a lot in the past year which is kind of crazy i don't know if it's just like Somebody modeled that and they're just using that 3D model in all of these movies because they have it. Um, but kind of a crazy move. Uh, definitely more, definitely in those fight scenes, you seems a lot more CG is used. As opposed to just, you know, people actually fighting in the first one, at least seemed like that in the first one. And then when they get in the yard, the choreography really shines. The constant fighting. The moment he gets, Rake gets hit in the head with like a brick. And then from that moment, the camera is like locked on him. In a, in a very cool way. Like going from this chaos and insane choreography of all these different fights going on and rake fighting all these different people that come into the thing and then from from that chaos to 
for him to get hit in the head and then for the camera to then just lock in on him. So it's like when he moves, the camera tilts along with him. Very interesting stuff. And then there's a Molotov cocktail, which catches his arm on fire. So he has some punches with with a flaming fist. Like it, it definitely is a one take that started off boring and got more and more exciting as it went on. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about, are you looking to add some unique and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor. That's me. These abstract paintings on paper explore the endless possibilities of the human face, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Now you can bring these stunning and thought-provoking pieces into your own space with high-quality prints and t-shirts, featuring designs from the Many Faces series. Or take home a one-of-a-kind original piece for your collection. Don't miss out on this opportunity to add some original and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com to browse and purchase original artworks, prints, and t-shirts from the Many Faces series today. And now, back to the show! Uh, the bulletproof glass in these cars was really cool, was very interesting, like something that I don't think... And we've definitely seen, there's definitely been movies with like bulletproof glass, but the way it's expressed in this movie I thought was really cool. Uh, definitely some more CG moments with some of the motorcycle crashes. Uh, rockets, there's a lot of grenades in this in this movie as well, which I, I enjoyed. There's a lot of fun uh, little grenade explosions. The, them going from inside the prison to their cars and then their cars they finally get uh you know blown up or whatever and they're back on their feet it is like this non-stop still in that kind of one take made to look like a single shot pretty great and ends with the train crash and even like on the train is they get onto a train and then there's like this giant Gatling gun type of a thing that Rake uses. There's they're shooting helicopters. There's a few moments where he's being shot at, and it's in, it's like in, uh, completely unbelievable that he never got get, got hit by any of those bullets. And another thing in this movie, bulletproof vests in this movie make it so when people are shot, which are many times, people are shot multiple times in bulletproof vests doesn't affect them at all it's as if nothing happened like these bulletproof vests are so good that they they completely remove any kind of any kind of effect of a bullet hitting them at point blank range too but definitely makes for interesting fights right because it's more difficult oh, the guns aren't working you got to shoot them in the right spot uh and then you see the boy Clearly, he, like, decides to go with his uncle, who's out to stop, right? One, to avenge his brother's death, but also to get revenge, you know, to kill the wife who ordered this extraction, to kill Rake for killing his brother. And the boy decides to go with his uncle, and he realizes that he made a decision when he finds out that 
they're going he's helping them to go kill his mom it's just it it's the one point where it pays off him being annoying in the first part of this movie there's a great scene where they he rigs an elevator door with a grenade i thought that was really fun uh then there's a moment when they're in a building and there's three of them right there's rake there's nick and yaz and yaz i'm expecting to die at every moment i I don't remember him from the first movie he's apparently nick's brother he's a scrawny dude and they clearly kind of gave him a little thing giving rake the shirt when he's retiring or whatever but i'm waiting for him to die this whole movie because it just he feels like one of those characters that like they threw in and we get to know them a little bit but just enough so when he does die we're we you know feel a little bit sad for it so i'm waiting for him to die this whole movie but there's a point where all three of them kind of split up when they're in this building and they're all taking on their different challenges right the scrawny dude he's in the stairwell the one hand-to-hand fight he has is against a woman which is the only time a hand-to-hand fight would make sense for him because he's such a scrawny dude like if he like there is in the opposition the people that are trying to kill them there is a giant man like a giant man who is is one of the the people that are after them and if that scrawny dude was fighting that giant man it would not be a fight it would be ridiculous so the one fight is with a woman and eventually he does get shot which is predictable because i was expecting it the whole time you have nick in this the woman is amazing i think she kicks ass she has a lot of great fight moments she's on the roof uh she gets thrown off with this guy and they're like are both kind of passed out on this glass roof and it's slightly tilted so they're slowly sliding down and it's a great moment where rake goes out after having an amazing fight sequence in like this gym and he goes out to go save her like grab her at the last moment amazing amazing that whole set piece how that whole thing ends with them uh and the the brother coming out and almost almost killing them both has him in a moment where rake's got nick in one hand holding on to the building with the other hand like a very cliffhangery type of a moment and the brother has him dead to rights but of course he takes his time and she's able to wake up enough to you know shoot the the floor out from a great action sequence super intense And when he goes to, like, this, the end of this movie takes place at, like, a church. Like, for some reason, there is a airport right next to a church. And nothing else around there. But the, the final battle kind of starts at that airport. Or little, there's, like, a hangar. It's, like, it's not a big airport. A little small airport. And then this church that's being renovated. Amazing final battle in that kind of, in that church grenade him using a grenade launcher to kind of effortlessly blow up everything which 
you know, another aspect of the movie where it's like, I don't really think that would work that way, but it looks cool. Uh, they, in the church, he rigged, the boys rigged up with C4, would have loved to see the look on the boy's face when his uncle puts the vest of explosives on him. Like, this, this kid could not regret his decisions as much as in that moment where he's getting the C4 vest put on him. But he looks calm as a cucumber, despite having a, an explosive vest on him. Uh, there is the fight with the kind of the final fight with the, the uncle versus rake and the dude grabs a handsaw and rake blocks it with his forearm. Absolutely brutal. Absolute, like painful to watch. There's moments where he gets a box of nails thrown in his face it, it, it is like a brutal f- end end fight scene between these two guys and how it ends is pretty great too where they're both kind of laying on the ground and he's like i will never stop and he just shoots them kind of just nonchalantly pretty great and then they both end up in prisons separate prisons but of course idris elba gets them both out Sets, setting it up for a second movie which i'm totally in super excited to see where this franchise goes hopefully it's in a location that's not this i hope this is the last kind of location that that looks like this one don't like it at all visually looked horrible you know uh make it in just f- find a better location like the location of this was just horrible the was by far the worst part of it um and it's weird. At first, I was kind of, I was enjoying this movie, but like, was kind of bummed. I was kind of bummed. I was like, th- it just felt like they were trying to do the same thing as the first one, but not as well. But definitely settles into its own. Ends up doing a lot of new stuff that I thought was exciting. Uh, gives us some more of Tyler's backstory with his ex and his boy that had cancer. Uh, sets up Nick as his partner in these missions i think she is a badass as well right uh not at all surprised that her brother died throughout the course of this movie uh but definitely doing a good job setting the foundation for this to be a franchise of movies totally excited to see what they do next um right it's not necessarily as good as john wick which i haven't seen john wick for i'm sure that's coming out soon uh want to rewatch all the john wick movies i think john wick is doing i think this is doing a lot of similar things that john wick is doing but definitely in its own way which i appreciate right definitely has the feel of a 90s action movie right but with a lot of modern flourishes the one take take set pieces i think it's i think it's good but i think they're it felt forced it felt forced It, it eventually got good but it was just like, oh, they're, this is where they're doing it? Oh, wow. Cement. All the corridors look the same. It just, it didn't, it wasn't as visually interesting as the first one shot. Still, very inventive fight scenes in this. Uh, kind of a simple formula. Extract people. Survive the extraction. Pretty simple. Uh, and easily could put more of, it's like, it's an endless franchise. 
give us little bits of story, whatever. But where it's like the next movie, where are they going? What's the location that's going to be extracted? And what kind of new fight sequences? What kind of vehicles are going to be involved? What kind of artillery is going to be involved? All that stuff. I'm, I, I can't wait. I enjoy this franchise a lot. Highly recommend it. And I want to thank everybody for tuning into this episode of The Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Extraction 2. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder. Until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.